Welcome to I've Had It. I'm Mike Boyd. This is my first effort to change the format a little bit to a podcast instead of just the blog. I've had some requests to voice the segments. I will continue to provide all of the text with some added sound and video features like this week's tribute to Austin Powers. I look forward to your comments. Well, the left calls it the big lie. Since losing the 2020 election, former President Donald Trump has told anyone who will listen to him that the election was stolen from him. Whether he or a fan tries to set out to list the many oddities and any inconsistencies regarding the vote count, they are immediately cut off. The left says there's no proof. It could be a friend at work, a family member, or a houseboy or a handmaiden in the media. It's like every Democrat is in on it, on cue. By the way, for those of you who are reading it, click on the link. It's worth it. Let's start by saying that I won't even begin to address the reams of circumstantial evidence from the five states that won. All had Trump leading before they mysteriously stopped counting the night of the election. And two, that had various statistical anomalies that almost entirely fell in Biden's favor. There are just two matters that I'll elucidate on that were 100% absolute keys to Biden's win. And both had to do with media corruption and big tech chicanery. First off, in 2020, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg set aside $400 million for a dubious organization called the Center for Tech and Civic Life. It was supposed to buy PPE equipment for state election workers during COVID. The mainstream media thought the money was just fine, saying elections offices needed help to offset COVID-related shortfalls, but only 1.5% went for that. The alleged nonpartisan group spent the rest of the money on salaries, laptops, vehicle, rental, vehicle rentals, attorney's fees for public records requests, mail-in balloting, and other measures that allowed elections offices to hire activists to work the election. In exchange for the money, elections divisions agreed to conduct their elections according to conditions set out by the Center for Tech and Civic Life, which, by the way, is led by former members of the New Organizing Institute, a training center for progressive groups and democratic campaigns. In any event, for the Democrats and their associates in the tech world, it worked. Georgia received over $30 million from the CTCL. That's almost 10% of the total in a state that has only 3% of the population. Not all 150 counties in Georgia received the funding. Of those that did, Trump voting counties received on average $1.90 per voter, while Biden voting counties received on average $7 per voter. Counties that didn't receive Zuck Bucks showed hardly any movement, but counties that were funded by Zuck Bucks moved on average 2.3 percentage points more Democratic. That would be enough to swing the state from Trump to Biden. While they may have skirted the law in Georgia, they broke it in Wisconsin. They have a law against it. This is election bribery. In Wisconsin, we passed a law that says a person can't take money to induce people to go to the polls, according to attorney Eric Cardall. He's the special counsel for the Wisconsin Voting Alliance. Just last week, a special counsel found that Zuckerberg's dubious scheme violated Wisconsin's bribery laws. His findings and recommendations have been forwarded to the legislature and the courts. If Zuckerberg does not end up getting charged, we have to see the operation for what it is, a fraudulent nonprofit that basically made a huge in-kind campaign contribution. 
But the Republicans have not sat idly by. A number of right-leaning states have moved decisively on that issue since the election. Over 20 states have lined up to ban the private funding of elections. And what was likely one of the biggest examples of media and big tech collusion was the total lack of interest in Hunter Biden's laptop and information gleaned off it that showed how the Biden family engaged in dozens of shady schemes, schemes that have brought out into the light, would have surely cost Biden the election. While the media was guilty of willfully ignoring it, big tech went out of its way to cover it up. A month before the 2020 presidential election, the New York Post reported on what was found on a Hunter Biden laptop that he left at a Delaware computer repair shop. According to the Post, the laptop's hard drive contained a trove of emails, text messages, photos, some in various stages of undress, and financial documents between Hunter Biden, his family, and business associates, detailing how the president's son sued his, excuse me, used his political leverage in his overseas business dealings. One would have thought that this news would damage his dad's chances of getting elected. Immediately, with, without time to lose since the election was only a month away, Big tech and the media apparently used their telepathic powers to stop the story in its tracks. Not only that, a very coordinated narrative appeared out of nowhere, saying that the revelation was a Russian disinformation campaign. Yeah, right. Except for some right-leaning media outlets, the sordid story never saw the light of day. And the rest is history. But as is often the case with lies from the left, things start to trickle down, trickle out because the narrative starts springing leaks. A book written by, political, by a political writer six months ago basically confirmed all of the allegations made in the New York Post piece almost a year earlier. And yesterday, the New York Times published a story outlining an ongoing FBI investigation into Hunter Biden's business deals involving Ukraine and China, countries that have not escaped the public's notice of late. There was no doubt that the emails and other information downloaded on his computer are the real deal. And there is little doubt that if the computer had information from a Trump family member on it, it would have been a, an above-the-fold story on a daily basis, along with wall-to-wall -wall TV coverage. Big Tech then and now has censored any report that seeks to cast Hunter Biden as a delinquent reprobate, which he is, by the way, the cooperation and collusion between the media and big tech is now impossible to ignore. Outside of the New York Times report, there was nothing to see here. There was nothing to see before the election because the two vassals of the progressive cause were so virtuous and unified to keep Trump out of office. The two stories, had they been fairly reported, would have assuredly placed a different person in the White House. And now for this week's Tweet of the Week, why is it that every leftist can afford a Tesla, but can't afford to pay back their student loan? Well, that is it for this week's I've Had It. I'm Mike Boyd. I look forward to speaking to you next time.